Hi there, darlings. This is Horizon, and you're listening to the Third Party Podcast. How about a wee cup of tea? Oh no, there's another squad attacking! Welcome to the Third Party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going really well. You know, we're staying busy. A lot of news kind of came out, but I'm excited to dive into it. It's been a busy week. It's going to be a busy next week. Uh, We're keeping it humble and busy at the Third Party Podcast. We got a fun episode today, though. Uh, This episode is sponsored by Redesign, and today we are breaking down all the new content in the Chaos Theory Collection event, as well as some of the other new content. Uh, Before we do any of that, though, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. If you're interested in two extra podcasts a month and tons of other exclusive benefits, join our Patreon by clicking the link in the description below. If you're interested, it would really help us to continue doing this incredibly fun podcast. And also, sub to our YouTube channel, Third Party Podcast, and stop by our weekly stream, 4 to 6 p.m. PST. Uh, We're working on actually some really fun new uh, streaming stuff for future streams. Streaming's fun. I love the stream. Like I look forward to it every week. I will say, though, that our time that we decide to stream, like dinner time for us, I'm starving and my energy just plummets. We made a tough decision at 4 to 6 p.m. spot, but like it's definitely worth it. I think we have a good time. I feel you though. I'm always hungry. I'm always tired. Uh, And I don't even know how other streamers do it for eight plus hours. And I just saw one of my favorite streamers do a 24 hour stream. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, I can barely do two. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, Shay, we might have a solution for you. Okay. Um, Some good friends of ours are actually launching an innovative new product called Dry Scoop. Interesting. Tell me a little bit more about it. Essentially what it is, is a pre-workout energy powder that you consume like a pixie stick, no shaker, no tub, you carry around, no mess, no anything. That sounds kind of fantastic. I mean, you know, I'm always pumping the iron, jokes, but morning runs, some basketball, plus streams for gaming, long sessions with new events coming out, that sounds like a pretty dang good uh, alternative. It gets even better. Um, our friends at Redesign have decided to do a collaboration with us, and they've set up a Indiegogo to see if any third partiers are interested in the product. And if you go support them at the third party tier of only thirty dollars, you'll receive a free third party hat, forty five dollar value plus free dry scoop product if you try it out. Are you lying? That sounds too good to be true. It really is. <laughs> it's a pretty good deal. All you have to do is go support them on Indiegogo with the link below and then send us a screenshot of your pledge receipt through Instagram, Discord, Twitter, email, and then we'll send you a free code for the hat and you'll be good to go. Awesome. I hope you guys check it out. The hat I'm sure is going to end up looking absolutely fantastic with their fantastic logo color of orange mixed in there. It's going to be a good one. All the information will as well be in the description below. Uh, another thing, quick little announcement before we dive into the episode, we got some new YouTube content coming out, a courtesy of The Final Headache in our Discord and the streamer himself. Uh, he's been putting together some shorter versions of important podcast content on a weekly basis for us. Uh, it's, I think it's going to be a really great addition to the YouTube, another reason for you guys to subscribe if you don't have time to listen to the full episode for some reason. 
He's doing a stellar job. I'm really excited about it. It's a great way for us to kind of just share more of the podcast on a new platform, mm-hmm. kind of a more regular basis, shorter, like you said. I think that he's doing a really great job. Worth checking out. Tell the folks out there about this big Instagram giveaway we're doing right now. Yeah, so Bangalore is the latest uh, heirloom to release, and we just want to share it with you. Um, and we're not just giving away a Bangalore heirloom. We're also giving away the entire collection event. Um, and that will all be announced on Tuesday, March 16th. So head over to Instagram now, make sure to enter. And this was just made possible by a longtime listener, patron, and friend of ours. Big thank you to Blurries for making this giveaway possible. Awesome. I'm going to be entering for sure. I hope I win. Let's talk now about chaos theory, this update, and everything going on. And let's start with where I think Apex is putting a lot of focus in advertising right now and the launch of Nintendo Switch. It's going to be cross-platform. Switch players, as we know, are going to be granted 30 free levels for their Season 8 Battle Pass, double XP for the first two weeks, and then the free Legendary Pathfinder skin called Path, P-A-T-H, for Switch players. And that ends on May 4th of 2021. Henry, first impressions of the Switch, maybe, and where it fits into the grand scheme of Apex? First impressions, knowing that the game runs at 30 frames a second at uh, 720 resolution, it's not going to be your, you know, pathway to the most ideal apex ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I look at it as it's, it's super cool, you know, mm-hmm. switch controller, joy cons, whatever, um, could be a new way to play. Interesting. But the really cool thing is this ability to take apex with you on the go but you still need a solid internet connection. So I'm interested. We haven't really dove in yet as much as we will. Um, I'm excited though. It, it seems like a cool direction for the game. A lot more exposure. Um, we've been talking for weeks about how, you know. It's a great audience. It really is. Mm-hmm. Apex is very popular in Japan. Mm-hmm. Nintendo is the console of choice. Um, Switch is pretty cool. Uh thing for kids because mm-hmm. it's the cheapest console you can get and apex is a free game that has a lot of younger players yep. um so it just seems like a great opportunity to have apex get even bigger yeah i'm gonna put it to the stress test i'm going to hawaii in about two weeks i'm gonna be bringing my nintendo switch and i'm gonna be bringing apex legends and i'm gonna try and play it on the plane with the plane wi-fi see if i can get into a game and i'm gonna try it at the hotel and I'm going to see if that hotel Wi-Fi, I can play any Apex Legends. Maybe I'll have a good time playing with some listeners if they want to get in on my high ping Hawaii time zone. And we'll, well, I'll let you guys know how the on-the-go experience of Apex Legends works. I think that's what it's going to be all about. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you're, if you're into Apex right now, you should really get a real console. Yes. Like, you really should. Um, but if you don't have a console or you're going on the go... This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really cool, and I hope it. Uh, I hope it surprises us. I think, and is a lot more fun to play than I think maybe the first assumption might be. Let's talk now about caustic treatment, the new town takeover. Uh, actually, before we dive into kind of like what's going on there from a loot perspective, what are your first thoughts? Just kind of taking a look at the aesthetic of the town takeover and jumping into it. It's very striking. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's. Definitely up there in terms of uh, noticeable changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of Trials. 
you know, yeah. like a very big, you can see it from quite eye a distance mm-hmm. Really eye-catching. I think it's striking. Yeah, it's definitely awesome. The interior of it also looks fantastic. It's playing a little interesting. I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, it's a difficult POI right now to dominate. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the loot a little bit. Uh, we're going to have a lot more loot in that area than the previous high tier at water treatment. Have you felt that off the rip? I haven't necessarily felt it incredibly strong, mm-hmm. but with the other additions of loot there, I think that it's definitely a, a pretty decent drop. My other kind of subjective feelings about the actual POI is the lighting inside. Yeah. Really tough. Mm-hmm. Like the, you're very much inside. It's dark, not a lot of windows. Um, it feels like caustic. It definitely has that caustic vibe for sure. Other kind of updates to Kings Canyon, we have the removal of Mirage Voyage, increased loot in wooden shacks, they decreased the loot at Spotted Lakes, and redistributed the high-tier loot in Crash Shite to be more on the actual ship wreckage rather than around it itself. Uh, And that's kind of just a little balancing, I think, to try and make the game flow a bit better. Uh, I can't say I've felt it off the beginning, I've only played today, but we'll see if that changes maybe ALGS stuff, that's kind of like the where it's there's more impact i would say uh coming back to caustic treatment though a little bit we have the special attention thing you have the four pieces of gold loot that can be found if you temporarily drain the toxic liquid you activate it on one of the panels loot comes down pan like little tubes open up you can grab your gold loot quickly i've been able to like hit all of them like there's enough time uh, but I would love to see someone get trapped in one of them. I think that'd be pretty dang funny. That would be bad. That would be really bad. It, but this is cool. I, I think to also echo it to trials, trials takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not really even guaranteeing yourself gold items, yeah. things like that. Here, you can actually see what you're going to do mm-hmm. uh, before you kind of take the risk or take the time. And it's much faster. So in terms of you know getting some quality loot, Caustic treatment, not a bad option. Caustic treatment, real cool addition to the game. That side of the map is better than ever. Map room and caustic treatment now right there. Uh, Let's talk about the new takeover. Ring Fury Escalation Takeover. Uh, So each round, one or more ring flares will appear on the map within the current ring. You got the flare will then expand. And we have the voice of Maggie who has taken responsibility for this escalation takeover i know you have some opinions on maggie maybe i think her voice needs to be edited a little bit the (laughs) reverb or whatever the the loudness i'm not sure um she definitely isn't as friendly as the regular announcer Mm -hmm. uh, but i think uh she's kind of loud um as it is right now but i think this is very interesting like we definitely got to get watson's thoughts on what's going on to the ring Mm -hmm. and the fact that I kind of feel like we missed out on kind of like a public trailer for this event that mm-hmm. introduces that Maggie has not been captured yet. Mm-hmm. She's still causing major problems and she's smarter than we thought. Like yes. she's not just like a terrorist. She's not with a some brute. Bombs. Like, like she's doing some pretty high high intelligence crimes. I mean, we learned from the book how difficult the ring was to create. Yeah. And so to be able to affect it in some way, shape, or form, that's not a small order at all. And so there's definitely something there. And I think it's going to be interesting to continue that storyline. And I hope we uh, learn a bit more about it than I think we have with a lot of the last couple storylines. 
Uh, we also have the new addition of the survival slot and heat shields. And so all players start with two heat shields in their survival slot. We'll talk about that more in a second. Uh, what are maybe your thoughts on the escalation takeover style? The fact that it's a new playlist and the mode of it actually increases in intensity over the course of the time it's activated. Very different from anything we have had in the past. It's pretty interesting. And the fact that it is, you know, a takeover, that this is the public playlist now for this entire event, um, I think it's pretty intense. You know, um, I'm excited to see how crazy it gets. My initial thoughts on the actual takeover are that it's hard. Your mm-hmm. map awareness has to be on point. You are constantly looking at the map. Yep. If that's not a normal thing for you, this next week is going to be a lot of map looking. It's a different way to play than I think a lot of people are going to be used to. And we're also, surprising to us, back to King's Canyon for this week. What are can maybe your thoughts on that? We're not getting the same thing on these other maps at all. I, I was shocked. I did not mm-hmm. think that we were going to do that, um, but we are. I very much enjoy Kings Canyon. I've had a blast playing on it this season. Um, I just didn't really think that was the direction that they were going to go uh, at this time. But I would say this is a pretty dang hard takeover in terms of just map awareness. Like we've had these loot kind of takeovers, which mm-hmm. are fun, definitely good. I think everyone enjoys those. These ones, I think that it's definitely more of a challenge and. Um, you know, if you're struggling, if you're just learning Apex, um, this one could be a really fast crash course on kind of how to rotate, yeah. how to plan, how to look at rings, how to get position, because this takeover really puts a wrench in my play style, my rotations, how I take fights, how I, you know, get away from fights. It, it's quite different. This is, I think, is since the introduction of the takeover concept of it kind of taking over the public playlist is the most impactful one we've had on gameplay yet just from a flow and feel standpoint and i'm really interested to hear feedback from you all and feedback from other people in this space to see kind of what are their thoughts on that and kind of losing pure pubs for an extended period of time Uh, but let's talk about the introduction that comes with this takeover and that's heat shields Uh, Heat shields are kind of like a bubble, is like the closest comparison to it in the game we have. You cast a protective dome that rejects the ring, creating a safe space inside the zone. When you're in that space, healing items use is sped up by 50%. So you got two and a half seconds to hit a battery instead of five seconds. The revive speed is increased by 25%, and so four and a half seconds to get a revive off versus the six seconds it normally takes. And that bonus is actually only applied if the heat shield is activated by the ring, something we were kind of questioning for a little bit. And we were like, oh my gosh, this might be the most impactful gear item if that wasn't the case. But I'm glad that's in there, balances it well. Have you had any first impressions of the heat shield? I know we're so early on in it still. I have a lot of thoughts. Um, (laughs) I I think it's very interesting um, in terms of A, this is an item that we already know is going to be permanently into the game after this takeover. It encourages you to essentially take fights in the ring, which for the last year or two, um, they've been trying to avoid that, you know, by changing legend abilities, by shifting things. Ring damage has been shifted a lot as well. They really have. So it it seems like a very strong reversal to Mm -hmm. say, okay, you can actually do this and we're going to create loot in order for you to do it really well, actually, which I think is odd. And then speaking about the healing 
items, you know, they've been, they got rid of that on the gold armor, they got rid of that on the lifeline, and they got rid of that uh, for Gibby now. So it's very, very interesting to see them at the same time as they put the final uh, Gibby down in terms of faster healing consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, they put, put it right in. back in yeah. and even stronger than before. So I think that it's very weird. But at the same time, it is quite cool. And it's a different way to play. And then this uh, takeover, I would say essential. I use oh, yeah. mine in the first or second ring every single game pretty much. I was surprised how long they last in the first couple of rings. Like they got serious health and time. And in my experience using them so far, the fights have been very intense in the zone. And just the fact that like you are taking a lot different style of a fight than I think people are used to. Like it's hard to see people when you're fighting between yeah. these barriers and zones. The color is very overwhelming. There's a lot more of an external factor of this like I'm paying attention to where the enemies are, but also if I slide too far to the left in a rotation, I'm going to be taking zone damage and that's going to change how a fight might end up. And so there's a lot of elements in these fights and they're kind of fun. I'll see. I'm kind of interested to see like how impactful they are on like ranked and such. It's going to be really cool. I just, I think summarizing to see how this gear item is used by the best of the best and kind of like ranked as well. Like that's kind of the first thing that I'm going to be really interested in to see if there's an actual function to this gear. Cause last time we had the mobile respawn beacon introduced, there really wasn't much like function and utility that came out of it. Yeah. And to just clarify, this is not a dome shield. It doesn't block projectiles. Um, It just prevents that ring damage, which is significant and quite cool. And the radius is larger than I thought it would be too. Definitely. What I will just say again to just say this mode's quite challenging in that you have to be considering a lot of things. Are you in the actual ring? There's a lot of these flares that are expanding, popping up, disappearing mm-hmm. every single ring all the time throughout the entire game. So if you're, you know, thinking, okay, there's a flare there's a flare up here, I'm gonna use a heat shield, you know, during, middle, after a fight in order to get a uh, revive off or heal up quickly that thing could disappear really fast and so getting the feeling of how uh, this game mode actually works is going to be really important just to be able to use this ability or this piece of loot with some confidence yeah i think that's a really good point no doubt about it let's talk a bit about the survival slot that's been introduced with this as well uh, this is a new slot that allows players to store a heat shield or mobile respawn beacon instead of it having to take up a regular inventory slot. Uh, And this is sounding like it's going to most likely go permanent after the event. Uh, Anything like of serious substance to say? Because I think for the most part, for me, it's just a pretty positive, cool thing because nobody was carrying mobile respawn beacons. And I don't think a lot of people would really carry these heat shields. But now you might actually run into a situation where you use it. I think it's really great. You know, I don't really carry a lot of mobile respawn beacons Mm -hmm. ever. Um, because I'd just rather have two bats or 60 light or a grenade. Um, but I think this really incentivizes people to actually pick them up now that they have a, an extra pocket to store them in. So I think this is a great change, um, no doubt. Let's talk legend updates now, starting with Caustic. Nox gas grenade cooldown increased from two and a half minutes to three and a half minutes. And then Nox gas as well got an overall change. 
Damage is going to be at a flat rate of 5 HP per tick instead of ramping up from 6 HP to 12 HP. Do you want to share your thoughts or you want me to re- read the dev note first? Let's hear the official comments. Official comments coming from the dev team. Caustic is brutally effective at slowing down engagements. The entirety of his kit revolves around gas with a large area of effect, slow vision, obstruction, and direct health damage. It's proven to be too oppressive in too many scenarios, especially considering teammates can play in gas relatively unimpaired, significantly reducing gas damage without taking it away completely or having it affect armor instead. Seems like like a fair compromise that stays true to the character while making him less oppressive on the receiving end. We will be monitoring the data and gameplay closely. If these changes hit Caustic's appeal or effectiveness too hard, we will revisit accordingly. So at first glance, this is a massive clap down on Caustic. In terms of damage, it very much takes the teeth out of that gas Mm -hmm. without a doubt. Um, We could, you know, talk numbers and things like that um, and kind of just how his entire kit has been nerfed and that the damage is really taken out of that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, maybe not everyone knows this, but essentially if you have one gas trap off, now it does five damage. If you put down a second one and it touches the same enemy with the gas when it goes off, it only adds one. Mm-hmm. So the more traps, the stacking, and that, that was same uh, before this change as well. But it did rope up faster. But the and one would still go up all the way to 12. And then if you had two, it'd go to 13, yep. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is really, really big mm-hmm. um, in terms of you are not going to be using gas to deal damage. Um, gas is now going to be a pace of play controller and an area controllability. Yeah, I very much, my initial reactions, like I think everyone's were, was, wow, this is Caustic's Town Takeover. This is his event. Yeah. He just mm-hmm. got an heirloom last season. You know, this is the time for Caustic. Developers have said like 2021 is the year of Caustic. Mm-hmm. Wow, this seems like a real backstep on that and Caustic might not even be viable anymore. Well, to put it into perspective, here's what's going on. People are really upset about Caustic, and that popularity and that community outreach kind of led to a huge spike in his stats. Mm -hmm. So the response is kind of this nerf, which I think looks really intense and is probably one of the most drastic nerfs we've seen. Yes. But to put it into perspective, all the other area of effect ultimates, Gibraltar, mm-hmm. Bangalore, now Fuse. They're not damage dealers. Mm-hmm. They're not killers. You're not using them in order to like just win gunfights mm-hmm. and do a ton of damage. They're more slow, control an area, deter people. Now, the gas grenade is that. Just Same inside map. as well. Just inside as well and being able to block doors with the tactical. So it's like it kind of puts it in line with other legends. Good. And then the other thing is that essentially that's good. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want things to be ability focused. We don't want people to be uh, dying to pure abilities yet. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's important to keep in mind is yeah, we don't have that happening anymore, which was objectively bad. But if you're a caustic man or you're kind of feeling uncomfortable about this and feel like, oh, this is time for caustic, what's going on? Yeah. He still has a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Slowing, blurring, deterring people, it's all very much there. Teammates not being blurred, like 
that's a serious power thing that was added into him recently as well. Like he has a lot of power. Yeah. I mean, like you can have the confidence and say, oh, it's not going to damage me. I'm going to push through the gas. Yeah, you totally can. Mm -hmm. But if a caustic is crouched in there, they have you completely highlighted, you're slowed, like Mm -hmm. it's a wrap. So caustic's still viable, Mm -hmm. but this is a very serious nerf. I think anyone that was calling for a nerf got exactly what they wanted, Mm -hmm. but caustic's not going to leave the game. And I don't think this nerf removes him from the game and nobody wanted him to be removed from the game except for a small handful of people and so i think they did a great job with balancing him and we'll see how it actually kind of plays out and impacts him over the next couple of months i'm excited let's talk to brawlter uh they removed the 15 percent faster heal item usage while in dome of protection uh you still revive 25 percent faster you know four and a half seconds under the dome and that was both in the patch notes and then in not in the patch notes and actually confirmed to not be in the patch but it actually is in the patch. Bleed through is active on the Gibraltar arm shield. Yeah, so that's totally uh, up to date. We've tested it with the Graybird, tested it with the Wingman. Uh, there is definitely bleed through. There is no mystery damage that mm-hmm. isn't impacting uh, the big guy. Um, so yeah, I think that is a positive. We'll see kind of what happens in the next couple of days on if uh, that squeaked out too early. If it's not quite complete yet and maybe not yeah. perfect. Um, but I think that that's a really good, healthy thing for Gibraltar. Um, I, I think that it's strong. And this whole removing the faster healing items, like we said at the top of the show, mm-hmm. making the game more clean in terms of healing and being able to anticipate what health people are at yep. is really, really important. And all the developers are pretty unified on the front that. We want to take any speed boost the healing out of the game. Yeah. But then at the same time, we're going to put in heat shield. So it's a little confusing, but we finally did it for Gibraltar. They've been trying to do that for a year. Yes. Just so everyone knows. It's That's been, been a, a long time coming. In the, in the works. Yeah. Uh, I think he's still great, though. He's not going to be, I don't think as Gibraltar main that you are, and I don't think any Jibby mains out there are going to be uh, feeling this difference drastically. We've talked about it in length before, and so we're not going to dive into now how actually super not impactful the bleed through is going to be for most of you let's talk pathfinder though everybody rejoice that has been asking for it forever low profile has been removed off of pathfinder Uh, official dev note low profile has been used as a balancing tool for both mobile and or small legends although path is still mobile his hitbox is large while his overall win rate and encounter weight rate is by no means low it's hard to justify keeping low profile on a hitbox of his size Low profile is an interesting thing. To like put it into terms, you talk about it a lot and I talk about it a lot as it is the limb damage that is kind of the more impactful thing. 5% is not going to be something you feel as a user all the time. It's very minuscule. And so that limb damage might make a difference, but you also talk about how the weapons don't always correspond with that. Yeah, the so essentially low profile not only does 5% more damage to these legends, but also if you hit them in the arm or the leg, it actually does body damage. Mm-hmm. But there are some weapons that just have a straight damage, yeah. um, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Sheila, for example, mm-hmm. is the ultimate, not a great example, but that's I know that as a fact. Um, there is no limb damage. It's all body all the time for all legends. Um these are some interesting notes here on Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. Pathfinder, you know, it's got some love. 
definitely in a really nice spot in terms of where his tactical is. Ultimate, still solid. Um, the way they're kind of giving some extra utility uh, where you get your free ultimate if you scan a beacon. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty interesting stuff. I'm curious to see um, what this does. I think that this is mostly publicity um, and just kind of get people excited about Pathfinder. It's very interesting to to hear these words, though, mm-hmm. in that he's in a great space. Mm-hmm. We love where he's at. All of his numbers look good. We just want to do this because, essentially. Mm-hmm. And we think that his hitbox, even though he has really, really, really good mobility, as we've proven with numbers, we're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about this in a, in a future episode, more about low profile. Yeah. Actually, tune in for Saturday. We have some news revolving around low profile, so you'll hear a little bit more about that. Horizon, change real quick, increased black hole cooldown from two minutes to three minutes. Yeah, I mean, if you are anything like me, you hear that and you're like, holy cow, 50% increase in cooldown. That's incredible. An extra minute. That's nuts. Well, (laughs) it's actually not that big of a deal. Um, These like, they'll do this uh, kind of often. Last one that I remember is they kind of flip-flopped Bangalore and Gibby. Caustic this season. mm -hmm. So -hmm. like adding a minute onto these ultimates or taking off a minute doesn't actually do that much. It doesn't Mm -hmm. actually take power out of the ultimate. And if you're in a game that's 20 minutes, a one minute cooldown difference doesn't really impact if you're going to have it in the majority of your gunfights. Like it just doesn't actually impact the legend in my opinion. Plus ultimate accelerants and charge towers. Like there's ways to work around it as well. If you're in like So it's it's a very weird thing to say. You look at that on paper and you're like, holy cow, like that's crazy. Why would they do that to horizon? Mm -hmm. But really this is kind of just all look. Yeah. I don't think there's really any teeth here in this nerf. Watson change. Watson now has the passive shield regen at 0.5 HP a second. Half of Octane's current health regen rate. This was kind of just like we first impressions of this were just like, I don't understand how this is going to be incredibly impactful. And we kind of had to break the bad news to some people. So if you want to maybe elaborate on that, because there are some people in our discord that were uh, not loving that we were not super hyped about this Watson change. We'll start with the truth and then we'll try to be positive at the end. Essentially, that regeneration rate means it takes you 50 seconds to passively generate one cell worth of shields. Almost a minute Mm -hmm. to get one cell worth of health when it only takes three seconds to actually consume a, a cell. So if you're in a fight, this has absolutely no impact on you whatsoever. And even if you are removed out of a fight and you think you might be in a fight within the next 60 seconds, you're probably going to be using a battery or a cell to get it done. Mm -hmm. But then you say, okay, a minute to get one cell, it's 200 seconds to passively heal full purple shields (laughs) when it only takes five seconds to put on a battery. And how prevalent shield batteries are mm-hmm. in this current game it just doesn't seem like that's at all effective either but this is a nice little thing for watson cool that they threw it to her i was literally saying the situation i actually have used it thus far is end game when everyone's in long range pick fights and everyone knows where everyone is and you take half a shield damage 
that saves you a cell pretty much because you don't have to be in a rush to kind of heal it up if you know where everybody is and know nobody's near you. So interesting situation. Doesn't play into that kind of like mid-fight capability that we were hoping she might get something in. Rampart. Explosives damage amped cover, cover normally instead of inflicting 200 damage. Explosive damages Sheila normally instead of inflicting 175 damage. Dev note. Wall should be beefy and powerful once built. Before Rampart shipped, we were worried that her nest would be too oppressive, and so we gave enemy players the option to quickly clear them out with grenades. This wasn't necessary as it turns out, so we were removing increased damage from grenades against Amped Cover and Sheila. This is really big, and it also includes Fuse's tactical. Yep. Knuckle Cluster does not now one-shot these Amped Covers. Um... I really think that this is going to be the heyday for Rampart. I think she's a really fun legend. Um, I've played a couple of her today, and uh, she's really strong. And I've had some really good success with her amped cover, uh, and Sheila for that matter. Uh, But I think this is wonderful. I think it's really, really good. It now means that you don't absolutely need a Watson on your back uh, in order to just keep your abilities alive yeah. it's still nice to have a watson uh, just because you don't want grenades getting on the wrong side of your amped cover mm-hmm. um but i think this makes her way more viable we've talked about rampart a lot on patreon episodes and Streams. we've done masking Le- legends we talk about her all the time um i i have a soft spot for her i like her voice lines i like her character i think her kit is really fun and i think that this is a perfect place for her to be Amped cover is strong. I got to recommend just try her. Like she's really cool. I think we're going to see her uh, taking maybe some of those caustic players a little bit that are a little nervous about his uh, change and kind of having her a bit more on the same level as Watson and caustic as a defensive legend. And that's just a bold guess and statement. We'll see where it actually turns out. I, yeah, I could just ramble so much about her kit. Mm-hmm. The, the team utility, the defensive it's, interior, exterior. She's got a lot going for her. It's great. Weapon updates, let's dive through these. Uh, In terms of optics, all gold AR and LMG default optics are going to be updated to two times bruiser instead of that one to two or the three that sometimes they had. We've been calling it for years. Mm -hmm. Love the two times. Gotta love the bruiser. Um, This is a nice thing. I definitely think that it was going to help on the uh, Spitfire for sure. Definitely. Let's talk Mastiff. Pellet damage decreased from 13 to 11. Fire rate increased from 1 to 1.1. Dev note, the goals of these changes are to play this place this weapon's identity between the fast fire EVA 8 and the heavy hitting Peacekeeper. The Mastiff has consistently been dominant in close quarters combat given its forgiving spread pattern and high damage spikes with each shot. This change reduces that high damage potential in order to limit the amount of two pump players experience on the receiving end. Yeah, uh, I think they put it pretty well here um, in terms of the truth. Um, If you look at what the 8 pellet spread used to do, um, it used to be able to do 104 damage to the body. Now it can only do 88. Um, So effectively, that's a 16 damage per shot decrease. And the shots to kill is now absolutely, without a doubt, up to 3 shots, period. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. There's the little situation where a headshot can't hit for 110 if you hit all 8 pellets. It is hard to do it in the firing range. Yeah, it really is. Like, I think that you have to be looking into someone's soul in order to do 110 with the Mastiff right now. Um, and so, I mean, 
the truth is the Mastiff is not as effective uh, to be bounce padding around with, uh, getting in people's face. But in all honesty, Shay and I weren't too pumping people yeah. uh, really very often at all. We kind of have some questions about how this will impact the shotgun meta. I think people are still going to use the Mastiff, um, but I think it'll just be a lot less effective as that kind of primary, yeah. that leading weapon. It's going to be what I think it should be in that you hit somebody for 130, swap to the Mastiff, now you can one-pump them with yeah. the Mastiff. And that is an effective combo still, uh, mm-hmm. and hard to do still, but effective. That's, I think, where the gun is supposed to be. You just had people leading with this gun, and that is kind of a little unnatural when you're jump padding into people, like you were saying, and leading with this gun at range. Wingman time, plus one bullets to every magazine, including the base. You like the wingman love? Out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't really see that one coming. No note either. Yeah, it's uh, pretty dang random. I'm not really sure why the wingman needed the power, but essentially what it breaks down to is you got one extra shot, one extra chance mm-hmm. to hit. Um, what this does to our accuracy metric is you used to have to hit five to the body out of eight with a purple mag in order to knock someone with purple. 62% accuracy, one of the highest in the games. Uh, now it's five out of nine or 55%. That's not bad. 55 is kind of very much in there with mm-hmm. the rest of uh, the harder ARs and pretty much all of the SMGs. But it's re- that, that spread is it's now 7% easier with a purple mag in order to knock someone. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that's really noticeable. You know, one shot that does 45 damage, that counts. Like, it definitely counts, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see, like, is it going to feel oppressive? Probably not. Yeah, we'll see. Wingman meta is not the worst, though. It's pretty fun when it rotates in here once in a while, so I'm cool with it. Let's talk Hemlock now. Uh, increased hip fire spread. A dev note burst damage from the hemlocks hip fire was feeling a little too consistent for an ar that should excel at medium range this change mitigates the hemlocks close quarters damage uh, spikes that felt bad on the receiving end uh, first impressions of this for me were just that i didn't notice a single difference inside a firing range of seven meters while standing still you still hit every single burst if you're standing still within seven meters there's a little bit of a difference it felt maybe like while you're strafing and moving but at the same time that's the whole point. The gun is not supposed to feel like an absolute laser beam of a three-round burst hip fire at close range. And so they very much seem to be tr- attempting to consolidate these weapons into what they want them to be and not as versatile. Yeah, I, I was shocked uh, to see this uh, come up, actually. I feel like everyone's kind of accepted where the hemlock uh, is at in terms of uh, the ARs in the game. Um, But yeah, I agree. I did not feel this one uh, in my initial playing. I don't think there's a a serious difference in this. Uh, Hemlock's certainly still a viable AR. Nice. Walk us through some of the quality of life changes. We're just going to highlight a couple rather than kind of dive into all of them. There's some that are actually kind of cool though. Yeah, so the first one that's kind of neat is that they've now unlocked the weapon optics uh, for the gold and care package weapons. some kind of caveats to this uh, are that it doesn't apply to the Kraber uh, sniper. You can't put a, a mm-hmm. one or a, said or, it'd be too broken. Yeah, you can't do anything crazy on the Kraber. Um, but the kind of crazy thing is we haven't seen the Peacekeeper's iron sights in a year. Mm-hmm. And so if you've been missing those, 
uh, they're finally back. I went into the firing range just to see them, and it was a little nostalgic. Kind of fun, though. I'm keeping the Digi personally in my experience. <laughs> the Digi's not as bad as everybody says. It really isn't. Um, but yeah, now this is an option for gold and care package, which is really cool. You know, people have been asking for this for a while, mm-hmm. and they did it. Yeah. Next, uh, we have some survey beacon update, which I think is uh, probably more impactful than most people are realizing. Uh, but when you're scanning a beacon for ring six, you'll now be able to see the location where ring six finishes. So you'll actually get the dot mm-hmm. for the pinwheel shrink, uh, which is a really big deal. Um, not being able to have that and given how large ring five is made it really difficult to actually predict and get that positioning first, at least know the angle. And so, especially for crypto, this is a big deal um, in order to win those games by knowing where the game's actually going to end end. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how this is going to affect ALGS play. I think that's the one where you might see like a serious uh, increase in people talking about this, at least. And so it'll be cool to look out for. Next, they've added assist uh, to the in-game HUD next to kills um this was already kind of in ranked and so if you feel like you're in a public or you're in this takeover and you see assist you're not in ranked i got confused a couple of times i did too i also thought in this takeover that i was in pred because the uh, (laughs) (laughs) the event is like really red and dark and i was like wow that looks good um but assist uh still don't contribute to xp so they weren't not going to level you up and they do replace the spectator icons so mm-hmm. i don't know if you got any uh viewers dang shame dang shame assists and knocks have also been added to the squad's banners you've definitely noticed it if you've played uh, it looks really different and so at the end of the match you'll see how many kills assists and knocks you've gotten per match i'll let you know how i feel about this one after a little bit more time i gotta get used to it right now it's a little weird it's a big difference i think that it's a lot of numbers and pretty much my initial reaction to it is it's too overwhelming and I never look at that screen for too long. So uh, I just look at damage now. Like damage is really my main focus um, because it's a, so crazy. Like number of assists, like I don't really know what it means. You used to be able to just take your damage, divide by the kills. If it was 200, you did really good. Mm-hmm. Now it's like assists. How much damage is an assist? Am I doing right? Like one damage assist? Like, it's kind of overwhelming for me. So I think that's an interesting change. Next up, probably one of the biggest kind of quality of life changes is the gold backpack. Now, players being revived uh, by a gold backpack will have a crackle of energy based on the tier of armor that they wear um, while the revive is taking place. So uh, they'll display the armor heal effect when the revive is finished. And we're really thinking that this change could help players to prioritize pushing a revive in progress if they're close enough. Um, But I think overall, it's a really nice change, uh, especially for those lifeline reses right now. Definitely. Some great quality of life stuff. Uh, Nothing too uh, overwhelming like the overhaul of the loot box HUD, but still some really good stuff in there for sure. Let's wrap it up now with some five-star questions. You know, if you want your question answered on the show, leave a five-star review on Apple Pods. Uh, This first question is coming from Isaac. Okay, Respawn should post the hop-up episode on the Apex Legends website. The depth, explanation, and comparison of the weapons with or without hop-ups was so enlightening. I'm not sure the developers of these hop-ups have this info, lol. 
You guys are amazing. <laughs> Great pod. Oh, I've never before had a weapon loadout until this season, but this season, Ollie's is a G7 and Volt. You guys may have answered this before, but do you have a loadout you look for? P.S. I love this season because of the amount of loot. So much more fun to be fully kitted, even if everyone else is as well. Thanks so much for the review, Isaac. I think you made a lot of really good points here. I like that you're enjoying the season. Um, it's a BR, so we use whatever we got. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely will lean towards that G7 and Volt as well. But also, I have to be honest that the G7 Spitfire, Spitfire is meta right Spitfire now. Spitfire is fantastic. It is really, really strong. Uh, and given kind of my legend of choice, it really fits well. So, yeah, I, I agree with uh, with your choice. Yeah, I love shooting the R301. That's always going to be one I love in my loadout. Uh, that second gun, though, right now is definitely not like a, I'm sold on needing to go find something else. I think there's a lot of fantastic options right now in the game. Next review coming from Nightwig. Love listening to you guys every week. I think you keep the content fun, fresh, and exciting. I played a little in season one and two, then skipped away until season seven. I am now heavily addicted and can't get enough of Apex or your pod. My question is, do you think Crypto needs some sort of rework since he is the only legend in the game whose tactical takes them out of the fight? Personally, I think there should be some kind of auto drone function. Thanks and keep up the great work. P.S. Love in two pods a week. Appreciate it. Um, we Crypto's an interesting one. I enjoy Crypto. I think he plays different than any other legend in the game for that reason of his tactical takes him out of the fight. And I know some people really don't like that. And a lot of people really don't think he fits in the game. Uh, I will say, though, uh, the dude is successful at high level of ranked plays and in the ALGS. And I always have a great time playing him. And I worry that expecting him to get an auto drone function is going to let you down. Because if he got that, then I think you might be looking at a legend that then has too much power. Because by no means do we hear the devs talking about crypto having a really bad win rate and such lately. So I definitely think while if you want to change, it's going to be one of those side grades of, okay, we got to take something away to make him more playable in a public environment in vain to Watson. But at the same time, we've had Watson now for eight seasons or not for eight seasons since sure introduction in season two. And she has just now gotten a little bit of a change that is attempting to do that, but doesn't really do it. So I wouldn't hold your breath, honestly. I have to echo a lot of that. I just finished the uh, the big anniversary event challenge badge, and the last thing I had to do was get a win on eight different legends, and I decided that Crypto was going to be my eighth, and it <laughs> took me a long time, so I played about a solid week of Crypto, and he's got just a ton of power packed into that drone. The issue, like you raise, is that all the power is in the drone. Mm-hmm. I think if there is going to be a crypto buff, though, it's going to stay on that same course. I think that they're just yep. going to add more functionality to the drone. And it's a very different play style. You know, we don't really want to take that away. That's crypto's identity. We can make it stronger. But changing that, I think, would be tough. I agree. That wraps up the episode, though. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Pods. Give us a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to our YouTube channel, Third Party Podcast, and stop by our weekly stream. Check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Yeah, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.